Hello and welcome, you're listening to UCC 98.3 FM and this is Radio Black Party here until 3 o'clock. Welcome, welcome. Hi. <laughs> How are we getting on? Pretty good. How are you getting on? I Not too bad there. Great bit of, bit of Radiohead there off of uh, Hail to the Teeth the from 2003, I believe. That was Sit Down, Stand Up. And we're uh, playing some tunes off of uh, this week's playlist for uh, the radio station, UCC Radio's Experimental Tunes. To scare your mom. Do you want to hear a fun fact about that song? I have a feeling I'm about to. <laughs> whether you, so whether you want to or not. <laughs> they say the raindrops 46 times in that song. I bet you've counted. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> Just me sitting at home like one, two. <laughs> no, that's a tune though. Such I feel like one. it's a kind of a... Maybe coming after like Kid A and that it's like a kind of underrated. I feel like people maybe are like it's... A very much kind of a mixed bag. I think it's, it has it's one of their better albums. It has some of their best and some of their worst. Yeah, the King uh, of Limbs. Huh? Sorry, the King of Limbs. No, uh, Hail to the Thief. Oh, I don't really. I'm not familiar with that one. That's Ooh, like there, you'd there like it. is awful. Yeah. yeah, you'd like it because I know a lot of their songs, but I wouldn't know which album goes in which one, except for like I don't know in Rainbows and that's fair. King of Limbs, I guess. Yeah. So uh, how how are we how are we doing today in general? Pretty. How are you really? How are you really? Yeah. <laughs> how's your, how's how's your, your relationship with your father? <laughs> yeah. So um, today we um, we have uh, consulted ChatGPT to give us some controversial questions. Um, so the first one that isn't um, explicit anyway is the ethics <laughs> of genetic engineering. <laughs> Like, what do you guys think about genetic engineering? I think we should say feck it. Like, like how many legs could a person some, have? Like, designer like, babies, like, <laughs> I would be completely weird with it, but. Is it just in humans or is it in plants and things as well? Because I agree with it in plants. Oh. Yeah, me too. That's actually a very interesting, interesting question. I mean, they do it for, like, the add vitamin A to golden rice. I only remember that because of leaving cert biology. <laughs> but are, you know, the way they can, they genetically engineered goats to make, like, they get insulin from animals and they genetically engineered goats to make a protein that people with emphysema lack in their lungs. Again, just leaving cert biology, but that is I inherently good. Biology. Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> it never leaves you. There's, um, <laughs> I just loved it. But I know yeah. one issue that has come about though with genetically engineering plants, and uh, disclaimer, this is because I did leave insert politics in society, <laughs> is um, especially in India, which is um, a country which uh, a lot of people rely on agriculture and, and small subsistence farming. You have uh, large companies patenting genetically engineered brands of seed and stuff like that. And unfortunately, when you bring certain kind of proprietary genetic engineering processes into altering the composition of these plants, these companies then kind of say, well, you can't or have to use certain kinds of plants. And it can kind of almost uh, place a lot of small farmers in debt and stuff because they're whether they're relying on these certain kind of genetically engineered seeds that have a higher yield so they can feed themselves more, uh, but they're paying a lot of money for that and then you're reliant on, on large multinational co- uh, corporations and things like that for your livelihood. So I feel like it's uh, even genetically engineering plants, there's a lot of kind of questions around it. Yeah. Do you know? I like when people use it to grow massive gourds and stuff. That's my <laughs> insight. But I did hear about that. There was, I think there was an individual farmer that was actually sued by 
was it I, I don't want to speak like I'm actually informed on this but there was a small farmer that was sued for by this big multinational for growing a certain breed not a breed like variety of potato or something wasn't there like um, it did actually happen in the end yeah I think there oh I, I think it probably has happened a, a number of times super I think evil there was. yeah that's that's just about kind of the I think, worst thing I can think of. I think for humans, it's a slippery slope too, because, yeah. I mean, obviously we do not want to, and I don't really think it's a good time to delve into eugenics and college radio, but I mean, it kind of does feel like that's... That's <laughs> what Radio Block Party is that's all about. That's what Radio Block Party yeah, is well, like, all if about. You could clone, if you could clone yourself, would you? No. Oh, God. No, to be honest, I... I um, what I, if you could turn it off? <laughs> you can kill it. You then, can turn it off, well, but only I, don't mean, I don't mean kill it. I mean, like, you can just, like, turn it off. Like, I think two tires would be fun. <laughs> well, it would be really good because then I could have a co host on Radio Free UCC. Yeah, I would just agree with you. Just turn, you leave him in here and then you just turn him on when you're on the radio. Yeah, that's a good idea. I just get annoyed with yourself, though, and then begin to hate I would find I myself. That, I, I do that without having a clothes, though. <laughs> I feel like I'd end up fighting myself. I'd be like, oh, actually, I kind of hate you. Oh, you're me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that would be me with me. I wouldn't like to be around her. Don't know where. Because <laughs> then there's other possibilities. Like, did you ever see that they made glow-in-the-dark animals with, like, GMO kind of, like, genetic engineering? Yes, I think I have, yeah. There's glow-in-the-dark mice. There's sheep, I think rabbits, they took, pigs, They, they took a protein. It was DNA from uh, fish, wasn't it? Or jellyfish. Yeah, it, I think so. Yeah. I feel like if we could make glow in the dark babies. So if you lost your baby in a nightclub, <laughs> why'd you why'd you have your baby with you in a nightclub? I don't know. Just raving and you're like, oh, where's my baby? <laughs> <laughs> but you do see those videos of. I actually think it's quite sweet. You know, when you see people at music festivals and they've got their baba on their shoulders, yeah, with the and earphones. They have, they have their little glow in the dark baby there. But I remember seeing something really funny, and it was like it was a guy at EP or something, it's and like he was at Freddie again. <laughs> it was like a guy at Fred again or something and his baby's on his shoulders and the top comment was like the stupid little freeloader baby gets to see him before I do <laughs> I, I don't disagree to be honest I'd be sick if that oh. happened if I saw a baby like imagine yeah. though you're like at a, a festival and you're standing behind some fella and he's holding up his baby like that in front of you you're trying to see the stage this fella's his baby up in front of you you're like you know the baby isn't appreciating it and you're like, I yeah. can't see. Over, he's not even going to remember Maybe yours. he's causing light pollution because he's glowing the day. <laughs> exactly. You and can't even see the concert. He's blinding yeah. you. And all your photos. He's looking at you. This he needs a glow stick. This, this ultraviolet baby there. And you're look, trying to look over him. You're going, come here now. Drop the baby. Okay, I'll have a bit of fun. Bin. Could you imagine all the problems that would stem from actually, you know, altering our genetics though for kids? Like, imagine, like, all the rich people, what they would do with that. I'm sure there's rumours that people are already kind of oh. doing, and I mean, to an extent, like, you people who do sex-selective IVF, where it's like, I only want to have a boy. Yeah. And they'll only pick, like, X, Y, eggs and stuff. It's really messed up. That's or possible to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, when people do IVF yeah. because you have, like, all your eggs fertilised, and it's like, oh, these are... XX ones and these are XY ones you could be like yeah I want a boy give me that one imagine if we could go further though like intelligence and stuff so then you could pay for your yeah. to be smart and then all the poor kids would get nowhere yeah. and even to an extent people do that when choosing sperm donors and stuff because a lot of people will request information on like how tall was the father and I know I understand screening for say inherited illnesses and genetic conditions and stuff but even stuff like I think I'm sure that like uh, if you donate sperm, you have to declare your job and everything, and it's really and your height. And to stuff. be fair, it would be really nice to filter out the radio producer. You know, <laughs> like, we don't need more of these. We don't need any more of us. 
we're slowly being like bred out yeah. our kind. <laughs> Any tunes for us, Cormac? Yeah, I was looking at the playlist here and uh, we've got a lot of good stuff today there and I was thinking I'd throw on a bit of Sonic Youth there. Woo! This is from uh, their fantastic record, Eval. This is Shadow of a Doubt. Enjoy.
Hello and welcome back. It is 33 minutes past two and you're listening to Radio Block Party here on UCC 98.3 FM. We are looking at some uh, AI-generated topics uh, for our deeply controversial and troubling show this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking glow-in-the-dark babies there before that tune, which was Shadow of a Doubt by Sonic Youth. What have we got now? Um, <coughs> Brace yourselves. What do you guys think about AI and job displacement? What's the worst? It's the worst. It's yeah. the absolute worst. I don't uh, have any truck with people who, right as they may be in one sense, uh, who are sort of like, well, look, AI is here to stay. I think there's a large extent to which um, you look at the trajectory of most kind of technological developments uh, in manufacturing and things like these, and it's it's inevitably sort of used as a tool to break the negotiating position of, of labour and things like that. And... Uh, I, I think, you know, even you look at the way that the um, Hollywood studios sort of had the, the goal to propose very, very, very um, slanted terms to um, actors and writers uh, around the uh, use of AI very prominently in addition to pay and other issues. And uh, I, I kind of think that's what AI on a large scale in a lot of different industries is kind of going to be used for. So I'd be very against it, except for the purposes of radio block party generating content. <laughs> I was just about topics. to say it's so ironic so, because yeah. you're literally being displaced by ChatGPT right now. Yeah. But we're integrating it. I don't know. I would like to see some like policies come in that like limits AI, to be honest. I don't really know the depths of how it works, but like it is very scary how far it could possibly go. I don't know. I guess there probably is so many laws around it already, but mm. I would like to see some more because it's just happening so fast. Like videos mm. that you see on like Instagram and TikTok these days that are like AI generated you're like like if I saw any of those videos a year ago I would have been so confused it would have been too much for my brain and I'd be like how did they make this like what the hell is this no, the AI generated houses so you've seen them they're like and you're like oh this looks like a lovely house and they're like it's AI but it looks like lived in and stuff like it's or even like the deep fakes like mm-hmm. I think one thing that's good about AI is it did allow me to see a fake video of Kanye West and Drake on stage singing WAP like that was really cool but (laughs) I think it does have and I'm very anti-AI because I have two English degrees (laughs) which means that my job prospects are increasingly limited in an already limited field I mean I've been looking at content writing jobs and everything and I mean salaries are already going down in that but I mean now it's like yeah a job that could be very easily just be done by an algorithm but I think it is cool. And see, there's a lot of copyright debate in it too, because, you know, the way people are replicating artists' voices and everything. And I've seen, I mean, this is an artist I disagree with and everything, but Grimes did say that she likes when people use her voice to make covers and even people using her voice to cover songs that she actually isn't able to sing in real life. Um, and it kind of reminds you of, you know, those like vocaloids, like the Japanese things where it's these voice, it's like basically a voice MIDI pack where... Yes, it's like a virtual singer kind of, and people using real celebrities' uh, voice to make that. And I think it could be really handy for you know if you're say a ghost songwriter or something, and to use that uh, to use it for that purpose. But then there's also the thing of like people are releasing. I've seen people put out like fake, I don't know, like fake songs like Lana Del Rey or whatever, and then it gets into like artist royalties, like how much of a cut can you take if you didn't actually sing a song but there's still a recording of you out there singing it weirdly it's just such it's really interesting but I think it's also interesting to see that and I mean like Grimes is again I just 
disagree with her in literally everything, but I did think it was interesting to see a celebrity actually come forward and say that they enjoy when people use her to make songs and everything. One of the few, because most of them really don't like it. Yeah, I think it is. And I do think for most purposes it's wrong. But I think I could definitely see be handy in like, say, and I have seen people be really creative with it too. Like I've seen people make actually make original compositions and be like, oh, I just think that Lana Del Rey or whoever would be a good fit for it. Um, uh, you know, and kind of cultivate their own atmosphere with that. But I mean, when that's completely unmonitored and when they're not paying any money to do so and then you're using someone's likeness and someone's voice and everything, it's a bit weird. And I feel like then what we're going to end up with is, do you remember that episode of Black Mirror with Miley Cyrus in it? And she goes into a coma and they start writing songs using clips of her voice. And at the time, that was only four years ago and it looked so kind of fairly far-fetched. And now it's so easy to do. And I feel like, is that what's going to happen now where like people are going to just pay some money to an artist's estate after they passed on or they've retired or whatever and be like, here's a new song by Tupac, <laughs> you know? I suppose yeah. it's kind of something that um, it troubles me when you look at movies as well, even when you have um, the use of AI to de-age people and to simulate, let's say, in um, just one in one of the more recent Star Wars films, I believe it was, you'd, um, an actor... By the name of Peter Cushing, he's an old English actor who had passed away um, in between the last time that he had been in a Star Wars film and the time this film was made. But there was a scene where, through the use of AI, you had a CGI uh, rendition of his face um, so that his character could make a very brief appearance in that film. And in one sense, visually, it was quite unnerving because... You know the way with AI a lot of the time, it's a good approximation, but if you look at it too long, you can see it's a bit uncanny. Mm. But I think sort of the implications of that, especially with your, in this this sort of age in terms of films of big, huge franchises like your Marvel films and Star Wars and what have you, where you're going to have a point where characters maybe become a little bit separate from the actors that play them in a way, because with AI and with CGI, you can sort of endlessly recreate these people as they were at a particular time and like with anything else it it causes issues like pay to those actors but I think on another level it's like if somebody has passed away and they as an actor leave a body of work that they are comfortable with they're proud of have won awards for or what have you then it's sort of prolonging in a very unnatural and a sort of a disrespectful way that artist's body work beyond its natural lifespan It's, it's kind of disturbing to me there's also that issue deep of deep fakes. Yeah. yeah. Or like even people making, like I've seen it now with people making explicit content of people who aren't actually involved in that kind of work. Like someone who's a streamer, they don't actually make explicit content and people are actually making it of them and you could just pay for it. Like it just feels really, and I feel like that's going to be used in a really unsettling way as well to damage people's reputations and everything. And the fact that you can actually pay for services online to be like, oh, this is the face of, I don't know, like an ex-partner that I am really angry at and you can just make a deepfake of them saying something, even just like saying or doing something and you can just send that to their employer now if you pay enough money or if you know the right people or if you're skilled enough. That's something that I do find really unsettling or even, you know, I've seen like fake, deepfake clips of politicians that look so convincing and it could be, you know, someone who maybe is a fairly positive, like a liberal image and they're saying something really discriminatory and it looks so convincing and it's entirely fake. And even actually, have you seen, you know, the, I think it was the Irish Times. Uh, no, I, don't, I actually don't know who it was, but there was a fairly large newspaper 
and they actually did get in I think they got into a bit of trouble because someone was successfully submitted an AI generated opinion piece and it was one that was essentially rage bait like um because someone they made an AI generated image of a woman and the input that they used it was something like smog woman with colorful pixie cut like very much the image of like an sjw stereotype and then they submitted an ai generated article and made a few tweaks and it was essentially about something something about like oh why irish people tanning is problematic and this are like again it was an entirely fake person fake article like they just put some things into chat gpt and into an image generator and they successfully submitted it to a commercial newspaper and um obviously generated a load of discord and anger over it. And the person who did just said, yeah, I just wanted to see if I could actually successfully do it. And I've even seen articles now where I feel like I've been reading through articles from fairly commercial um, outlets. And I've been like, this just doesn't feel like, you know, you can kind of pinpoint that very, I think a hallmark of it is just a very sterile writing style. Yeah, I feel like we almost have like a human instinct to like detect AI because even like for maybe five, six years ago when like my brother would have started learning about AI in college, like from software development. I remember he showed me like AI generated faces for the first time, but they mm. were really realistic ones. And like, there is no reason you would look at them and think like, this isn't a real human. But I remember he just showed me them, didn't explain what they were and said like, what do you think of this? And I was like, those faces are really unsettling and I don't mm. know what it is about them. Though, like who, who's that? <laughs> um, I, it didn't even look edited or anything. And then he just described it. But I feel like we do have this human instinct that's like this is so unfamiliar and we just have this like deter like I don't know kind of a fear of it almost but mm. I think it's such a valid fear because it is scary yeah absolutely um I think we might have a tune there Hooray. as well we're uh, <laughs> in case just just to bring the mood up as well but um we are going to have a bit of AFX Twin from his uh, EP that just came out there earlier this year I believe this is one of your picks Tara yeah. and uh Absolutely brilliant. This is a track. The thing with Apex Twin ones is like when you, I feel like saying their names aloud is so odd because it's like Zin 2 Test 5 <laughs> by Apex Twin. I guess. Enjoy.
Hello and welcome, you're listening to Radio Black Party here on UCC 98.3 FM. We're here until 3 o'clock and it's just after going 10 to 3 there. We are discussing with the assistance of some uh, AI, which is controversial in itself, some controversial topics. What have we got next? So, what do we think about legalising psychedelics? Um, What are the potential benefits of uh, any potential risks? Well, I suppose... uh, I'm just speaking as a as a, a criminology student here. Is uh, when we do you, not condone these. no <laughs> no no absolutely that's not where I'm coming from at all. But what I'm saying is, I suppose if you were looking at risks, you know, when you do tend to legalize things like these, um, there is an increase in consumption, obviously, and so maybe among people for whom they wouldn't be the right fit, whether for health reasons or mental health reasons or something like that, or difficulty managing addiction or something you would probably see more of those issues but uh, the flip side of that with any kind of uh, legalizing any kind of controlled substance is that legalizing something like that opens up on a massive scale compared to when it's uh, criminalized um, the opportunity for research and the opportunity to use those um, substances in a health context so I suppose there's there's pros and cons in that way yeah, I think um, it's good when those things are standardised too because, I mean, if you're taking the power away from kind of gangs, and I mean, I know for psychedelics probably isn't the case as much as it would be for more class A things, but, you know, if you're kind of taking away power from, yeah, drug gangs and everything, I mean, that's always good. And I mean, when things are safely tested at actual dispensaries, I mean, you're there's always the risk elimination that comes with that that I think is a good thing. That said, I suppose the other side of it then is when you legalise these things as you have with uh, cigarettes and alcohol and uh, other substances like that, you open the doorway for large corporations and things like that to sort of take the reins of these industries and to maybe promote consumption of these substances on a scale or in a way that's very unethical. How funny would it be though if you're watching like the rugby and then that came up and it was like do hash? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, I cut across I mean, you, Tara. This is thought. Just have to get that out to be good. <laughs> but, um, no, but um, absolute. But that's I suppose you in in some parts of America and places like that. That's it's probably what you have. I mean, yeah, yeah. Although they're probably not watching rugby. What were you saying there, Tara? I actually can't remember. Before I rudely... (laughs) No, I can't remember, but I know that there'd be, like, some benefits to it becoming, like, a capitalist thing, but also, like, so many consequences, like, where, yeah, the the ads associated with it, of course, but then there's also, like, the possibility that, like, say, for example, with weed, it's like, you could... Say, for example, if you had this horrible experience where you're like, oh, my God, I smoked weed, but it was illegal because I got it off of it, drug dealer and it's not legal here and then I had all these crazy effects like maybe I was like just getting visuals and I didn't want them or something like that then at least if it was commercialized you'd have so many different strains and you could go into a shop and ask the person in the shop this thing happened to me I don't want this to happen and he could go right well I can give you this strain where it won't cause that and you won't lose your nut. Um, <laughs> Had I known we'd be discussing this, I'd have thrown on the great TPM song, Don't Ever Smoke Skunk, which essentially describes that exact situation. <laughs> mm. yeah. Just if it was legalised, you'd feel confident going maybe, like if you needed like medical care or something. Yeah. Like, mm. and getting, like something had happened to you, if 
you had smoked something illegally, you might feel a bit dodgy about going to a hospital. Or because something. even the way people talk about, I know we are talking about psychedelics, but I've seen there's a woman and she up in Dublin and in the last few months she became the first person early with endometriosis to successfully actually be prescribed medical medical cannabis and she said that she felt like a criminal for five years because it was the only thing that would help her pain and she had to go to essentially kind of black markets and stuff and that it was only after then that she could actually legally obtain it because it was actually it worked for her pain and I have heard that before that people who are actually required for medical reasons because I know that there's a lot of relief that comes with people with things like MS you know where a lot of kind of autoimmune neurological things I think really benefit from I suppose it's general chronic pain Um, and I think kind of removing those obstacles I mean it does feel like a little bit of and I I feel like it is a bit of a cliche argument to make but it does feel like a bit of a waste of resources when you see some headline about like I think there was a woman in Limerick or something and she was arrested because she was making tea with it you know she was growing it herself like what is she she's obviously not out dealing you know to people this woman was like in her 70s so would you say that we should legalise it just medically or like for recreational use as well? I suppose it is legal. Oh, psychedelics, medically. Um, well, I'm kind of talking about cannabis now. I think it, it kind of is legalised medically, but it's really, really difficult to get. Really? Like yeah. CBD yeah. or like THC? It's... it's I did like my junior cert to like <laughs> class-based assessment on should we legalise cannabis <laughs> you were cool <laughs> one of my case studies was like this young girl who used to go to the Netherlands so she could get you know cannabis mm. for her pain and her mother like she had this like campaign she walked all the way to the doll to try and like raise mm. awareness to get her daughter this CBD and I think where was she from was she like from across the street from the doll no, oh no, I'd say she's from Cork. Right? Oh, fair play. She did a bit of a trick, like, yeah. She also. She's <laughs> like, I have crossed the street, give me cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> I walked an entire kilometre last night. <laughs> I think it should definitely be legalised. Sure, like, if it was controlled, it'd be fine. And even, like, commercially, I think if there was, like, limits and, like, regulations and things on it, I wouldn't see any harm. I think even when you compare, because obviously there are pros and cons to everything, I think as long as people have are informed on how to be safe with it and everything. Um, but I mean, when you compare the effects of something like that to alcohol, I mean, if alcohol yeah. was a novel drug, because it is like a recreational drug, and that came about now, Jesus, that would be, oh, absolutely. That would, that would be banned straight away. No, it's so damaging. No comparison you know? whatsoever. Like, yeah. it's, it's a whole, whole different kettle of fish. And there is a large, I suppose, moral aspect to it as well, even in so far as... Um, do you know the example there about somebody making tea with it? Mm. Um, do you know, obviously this this woman wasn't out dealing, but there's a certain kind of a moral character that people impose on just the act of consuming substances like that. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter to some people if, you, if you're dealing it or not, or if your distribution of those substances would stand to harm other people or involve people in criminal activity or not. It's the fact that you yourself were consuming them is kind of viewed by a lot of people, I think, as very reprehensible in and of itself. Do you know what I mean? It's also interesting with psychedelics anyway. I think the legalisation of them would like probably, I think a lot of people seem to kind of have bad trips because it is illegal and it's like there's this guilt associated with it and there's this thing of like, oh my God, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to, or like the paranoia that comes with uh, cannabis. Mm. Like, you just have more to be paranoid about if it's illegal and mm. you know it, it just these adverse effects are intensified by by the outlaw of them 
I feel like I'm not phrasing this No, I get what you mean. I think you're being very clear. Yeah, that's really insightful as well. Yeah, yeah. I think we're kind of coming up on the hour there. So might we might we leave off with a tune? I suppose. Woo! We've been playing uh, our uh, playlist for the week here at UCCFM, uh, UCC Radio's experimental tunes to scare your mom, and I think your mom has been well and truly scared by the end of this show. <laughs> um, before we came back in there, we had a track by a great uh, Cork band called Fixity. That was off of their record, Fixity 6, from back in 2020. It was a track called Go Through. And uh, I think we, we might finish off with... Um, sure, what will we leave off with? We might leave off with a bit of Bjork. Hooray! From uh, her Bjork. fantastic... Bit of Bjork. Bit of Bjork. Bit of Bjork, there from our, uh, her old album there, Homogenic. Bjork's and Cork. Oh, banger. Can't be a Cork with a J and an O there. Yeah, Cork. So uh, thanks very much for listening. This Thank is you very much. this is Jay at the start, but she's from Iceland, so I'm going to call it yoga. Yoga. Yeah,